Hello everyone and welcome to In the Mood for Cinema, a movie podcast where I'll be talking about everything film and TV related. In these episodes I'm going to be chatting about new and old releases, possibly even reviewing some of them. I'm going to be talking about movie and TV news as well as box office and going to be doing predictions for award season and chatting about everything to do with award season. In this first intro episode, I thought it would be a good idea to just talk about this year's Academy Awards. I know I'm a little bit late to the party, but since this is my first official episode, I thought it would be a good idea just to talk about this year's winners, the snubs that that happens, and just my thoughts on the general show, as well as talk about my predictions, what I predicted would win, and what I got right or what I got wrong. And yeah, on my Instagram page, Cinemans, I posted my predictions and I posted some predictions throughout the award season and finally for the Academy Awards. Last year, I think I only got two wrong. Uh, This year, I think it was a little bit worse. I think I went 17 out out of the 23 categories. But yeah, I'm just going to be talking about the whole show. And yeah, I think we could just jump right into it. Just to talk about the show, the actual show, before talking about the winners of each category, I thought that Jimmy Kimmel did a good job. Some jokes landed, some jokes didn't land, but that's always how it goes. I know there's a lot of controversy behind Jimmy Kimmel. Some people were happy with him being this year's host, some weren't. I didn't mind it. I was just worried that he could possibly go a little bit too far with the jokes and just talk about what happened last year way too much. Of course, he made the obvious jokes about last year's incident, but that was unavoidable. But I think this year's show went a lot smoother than last year's. Thank God they presented the whole 23 categories live. I think that was a huge mistake of their parts and one of the reasons why the ratings were so low last year. I think the ratings this year were the highest they've been in the past two or three years, so that's a good sign. And of course, they could always make some improvements, but they can't please everyone. It's a big show. It's very long. They have to talk about each film, let people do their speeches and then have introductions to the categories, and then do the the acts in the middle so it doesn't become boring. So it's a big deal. They get a lot of flack, and sometimes I get it, sometimes it's deserved. I think people need to take a step back and just look at the bigger picture and understand that it's way too big to get it 100% like we want it to be. But yeah, Jimmy Kimmel's opening monologue was okay. There were a, a few good jokes. I, I think I, I laughed a little bit. And then we jumped right into the first category, which was Best Animated Feature Film. This was one of the biggest logs of the night. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was winning everything throughout the world season. There was no sign that another movie could surprise it. People were talking about Marcel the Shell could be the upset or maybe Puss in Boots, but Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, in my opinion, was the best animated feature of last year. 
And I was happy with that win. Guillermo del Toro has another Oscar to his name. And his speeches have been brilliant, as always. And just give that man more Oscars, in my opinion. And this is not to say that I didn't enjoy the other movies. I really loved Marcel the Shell and Puss in Boots, especially. Those three were my favorites of the five. But in my opinion, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio deserved the win. And I cried while watching that movie. It was a very unique take on an already told story. And it was a wonderful, not surprising category to start out with. Then we moved on to Best Supporting Actor. Oh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I did predict Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and it did win. So that's one I predicted. And then we went to Best Supporting Actor, which as well I predicted, and I think everyone was predicting it. Ki Hee Kwan was winning absolutely everything during awards season. He only lost BAFTA to Barry Keoghan, which was very surprising to everyone. I don't know who was expecting that, because Ki Hee Kwan was cleaning up every- everywhere else. And yeah, it was deserved. It was nice to see Brian Tyree Henry on on the list. My favorites were Ki Hui Kwan and Barry Keoghan. Between those two, I would probably not quite sure if I would vote for Ki Hui Kwan or Barry Keoghan, but Ki Hui Kwan definitely deserved it. His speeches always made me cry. And it's just something that we're going to be seeing a lot in this year's Academy Awards, is that they really value a career narrative. And Ki Hui Kwan had the biggest career narrative. And we all know his story by now. And it was just beautiful to see him up there. Such a complete circle moment. And his line, Mom, I have just won an Oscar. It's It was beautiful to see. And I cried. Everybody cried. And everybody was happy. For about a minute until we moved to Best Supporting Actress. Which was one of the biggest toss-ups of the award ceremony. I was predicting Carrie Condon. She was the one who was sweeping the critic circles. She won BAFTA and there there wasn't one nominee that was standing out above the rest. Carrie Condon seemed like the one that could be the winner because critics loved her. Angela Bassett started off the year strong. She won Critics' Choice and the Golden Globe. Carrie Condon then won the BAFTA, and I think the SAG was the one that was going to go either way. And then Jamie Lee Curtis won SAG, and everyone went wild, because, of course, we all know that everything, everywhere, all at once, broke the, the record with four SAG wins. And then when they were announcing the winner, I really thought it would be Carrie Condon, but then it was Jamie Lee Curtis. And again... I just think it shows they really value the career narrative. In my opinion, Jamie Lee Curtis was the weakest of the five nominees. But it again, it's the career narrative and it's the way that they campaign the movie and their roles. And Jamie Lee Curtis was seen doing all kinds of interviews. And yeah, it's just something we really need to take into consideration for the next predictions as well. So at this point, I have predicted two out of the three categories. Then we moved into Best Documentary Feature. In this category, 
All the Beauty and the Bloodshed was the favorite at the start of award season, I, I think. But after people started watching the nominees for this category, Navalny had that political narrative that people really got behind, and it's really relevant today. It was my favorite out of the five, and I was really happy it won. Navalny's family was there, and they gave a, sh a short speech as well, which was really moving. It was just a movie that I thought would win, because when it comes to the documentary features, you need to have that political narrative behind you and some relevance. You need to get people angry, and this movie did it very well. So it deserved the win, in my opinion. Moving to the best live-action short category. I've got to be honest, this was the only category that I didn't see any of the nominees. I did predict an Irish goodbye. I think it was the one with the highest odds on Gold Derby. And after reading a little description on all of the five nominees, it just looked like the one with the best narrative behind it as well. So I predicted it, and it won. Also another wholesome moment when everybody started singing happy birthday. Very emotional, very sweet to see. And it's it's moments like these that m make me really like the Academy Awards. Moving to the best cinematography category. I predicted All Quiet on the Western Front, and the winner was All Quiet on the Western Front. You can say that there were a lot of snubs here, namely Top Gun Maverick. Roger Dickens managed to get in, as he always does. But I think All Quiet and Bardo are the ones that truly stand out above the rest. Before the Oscars night, I think the odds were between All Quiet or Elvis winning, which, in my opinion, did not deserved the cinematography win and it didn't win which i was very happy about i was actually really surprised with the amount of nominations that elvis got elvis was my least favorite out of the 10 best picture nominees i wouldn't have put it on that list and i think a lot of people would agree with that as well and in this category i definitely wouldn't want to see elvis winning best cinematography and I was really happy with All Quiet winning. And it started the All Quiet streak, which scared every everything, everywhere, all at once fan all over the world. Honestly, in my opinion, it was, was really fun because it added a little more suspense to the night. But I think everybody know, knew who would be the, the winner. Then Best Makeup and Hairstyling. Now, this was a very important category because... The winner of this category would probably be the favorite to win Best Actor. Now, I predicted Elvis. I think it was the one with the best odds on Gold Derby. The Whale ended up winning. And that meant that Brendan Fraser would probably win Best Actor as well. Now, why did I predict Elvis? I predicted Elvis because it seemed like the Academy really enjoyed Elvis due to the amount of nominations it had. And The Whale got snubbed for Best Picture and Adapted Screenplay, only getting Makeup and Hairstyling and Best Actor. Taking this into consideration, the favorite to win Best Actor would be Austin Butler. And if you predict Austin Butler, then you would have to predict Elvis in this category as well. So that's what I did. 
I looked at the amount of nominations that Elvis got, and I thought, okay, it's going to be Austin Butler winning the Best Actor. Then Elvis is also going to take this category. Although, in my gut, I believed that Brendan Fraser would upset, and therefore The Whale would also win this category. But I did not go with my gut, and I got this one wrong, and I regret it. But I think it is deserved, and I was really happy to see The Whale winning. And it got me excited to see Brendan Fraser winning Best Actor as well. Then, Best Costume Design. Again, same reasoning. Elvis got a lot of nominations. I thought it was going to win Makeup and Hairstyling. And then, Best Costume Design. Ruthie Carter really doesn't miss the Academy. Loves her. Although, no sequel has ever won this award. They did give the first Black Panther movie this award. But I didn't think they would do it again. I really thought Elvis would take it. Babylon probably had the chance in another world. But since the Academy didn't love it at all, I don't think it really had a chance. Then Everything Everywhere All At Once also had amazing costume design. And I didn't see Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, but I heard it had really beautiful costumes as well. But I think it was mainly between Elvis and Black Panther. And I really didn't think they would give it to the second Black Panther, but they did, and deservedly so, because the costumes are beautiful, and they really uplift the world that the movie creates, and it really immerses you in that universe. Best International Feature. All Quiet on the Western Front. Predicted, I predicted it, and it also won. One of the biggest talks of the night as well. It was the only movie that got into the Best Picture nominees. I really liked all of the nominees as well. Maybe Argentina 1985 was the weakest of the five. I'm still really upset about the decision to leave Snub. I think that would have made it a lot more interesting. But I don't don't think it's even worth discussing. It was one of the biggest locks. And it deservedly won the award. Best Documentary Short Film. I predicted Hall Out. In one of the short categories, they usually go for a wild card. I thought it would be in this one. Hall Out seemed like a wild card. I went against my gut here again. I wanted the Elephant Whisperers to win, and it did win. But I went against my gut because I thought this would be the category that they would go for the wild card. Yet they didn't. And I regret it again. I just have to go with my guts and stop li- listening to my reasoning. Best animated short film. I really wanted Ice Merchants to win because the director is Portuguese. I'm Portuguese and Ice Merchants is the first Portuguese film ever to be nominated for an Academy Award. So I really wanted it to win and I think it was one of the favorites. It was either that. The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, or My Year of Dicks, I think. It was between those three. My Year of Dicks and Ice Merchants were more critically acclaimed, although The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse had Apple TV behind it, and it was just a feel-good movie. One of the reasons why I thought it wouldn't win is because of its length. I think it's the longest short film to win in this category it's around 32 minutes and i think the previous winner longest winner was around 17 minutes and because the academy usually 
doesn't go with the cute movie for kids. It usually goes for a more artsy and better critically acclaimed movie. But in this case, Apple TV was just stronger and they went with the boy, the the mole, the fox and the horse. I don't think it deserved the win. But again, you have to take into consideration the campaigning for the movie. And then came a category that shocked everyone, which was Best Production Design. Now, Babylon was winning this category everywhere. If Babylon was going to win an Academy Award, it was going to be in Production Design. I think it was between Babylon or All Quiet, but Babylon had been really strong throughout the award season. And I think the Babylon fan club was really behind the movie and pushing it to win me being a part of that community. And I predicted Babylon because it seemed like the strongest nominee. But no, they announced it, and the winner was All Quiet on the Western Front, and everybody gasped. I mean, not everybody, just me and my girlfriend. And I started thinking, wow, they really love All Quiet. Does this movie have a chance at winning Best Picture? Is there going to be the hugest snub ever and is all quiet kind of surprise everybody and pull off the biggest upset of the night it appeared to be on a roll it went on to win best original score right after best production design it beat justin Hurwitz's score for babylon which in my opinion deserved the the award babylon had won the golden globe and started off the award season strong but then it lost critics choice it lost BAFTA. So it just seemed to go downhill, even though I think it was the critics' favorite. It was just losing momentum, while All Quiet just kept gaining momentum after BAFTA. I just thought that All Quiet would win Best Original Score, and Babylon would take production design. But no, it took both of them, and I was shocked because I really wanted Babylon to be an Academy Award-winning film. But alas, we can't have everything that we want, right? Just to talk about the other nominees in the Best Original Score category, people were talking about John Williams and that he was going to win another Oscar for The Fablements. However, even though people love him, I think they realized that this wasn't a score that deserved the win. And he's already one of the people with the most Academy Awards, so I don't think he deserved another one for The Fablements. The Benches of Inisherin's score by Carter Burwell was also a really good one. I really enjoyed it. I heard it on repeat for a long while. And Everything Everywhere All at Once was also fun and appropriate to the movie. I was happy with the nomination, but I don't think it deserved the win as well. My opinion, Babylon is the biggest score, the score with the widest scope, and the whole movie is completely elevated by that score. And I think it should have won the award. But I wasn't too upset with All Quiet winning. It was my second favorite of the list. But I think now the... is stuck in my mind forever. Moving on to the Best Visual Effects category. I think this is the easiest award of the night. It went to Avatar. This movie is 99% visual effects. Come on, there was no even debating it. It was going to win. It deserved the win. Although I think it will be really interesting to see if the Academy will keep going and will keep giving James Cameron this award 
or if they will just change it up and give it to another movie. Yet, I don't know if there's another movie worth of winning this award when comparing to an Avatar movie. I think it will probably just be inevitable. And you can probably just predict Avatar for those years as well. Moving to some of the biggest categories of the night, starting with Best Original Screenplay. The Fablements started off the year with a lot of buzz behind it. It was Steven Spielberg's story. It seemed like a strong contender. However, when we went into award season, the two clear frontrunners were Everything Everywhere All at Once and The Banshees of Inishirin. The Banshees of Inishirin won the Golden Globe, then it lost the Critics' Choice and won BAFTA. At this point, I was thinking that Best Original Screenplay would go to The Banshees of Inishirin, and then Everything Everywhere All at Once would take Best Director and then Best Picture as well. But then what happened? The Banshees didn't win the BAFTA. Instead, it went to All Quiet on the Western Front when the Banshees was supposed to win a BAFTA because it's it's supposed to have that home advantage. But even though it won Best Original Screenplay, it lost the Best Picture at BAFTA, which made me doubt the momentum behind it. And then everything, every all at once, just started sweeping everywhere. Every critic circle was giving everything everywhere all at once this award, and it just started to gain more and more momentum. And even though I think the Banshees of Inisherin deserved Best Original Screenplay, everything everywhere all at once took it, and I think everyone knew this was going to win Best Original Screenplay at this point. It was the frontrunner for Best Picture as well, so everything just added up. I predicted it, and I got it right, and that was it. Now, a more interesting category was Best Adapted Screenplay. Women Talking got snubbed all throughout award season. It was given no love, just a measly Best Picture and Best Adapted Screenplay nomination. And although I believed it deserved the Best Adapted Screenplay nomination, I was kind of scared that it wouldn't win just because of the lack of love that the Academy was giving it. At the start of award season, Sarah Pauli won the Critics' Choice, but then lost the Golden Globe. It missed BAFTA, meaning it didn't even get the nomination for BAFTA. But then it finally got the WGA, which confirmed that it was a frontrunner. Although, when Acquired started winning those previous awards, I started to think that would All Quiet take this award as well? All Quiet is an amazing movie, but on a technical level. The writing is the weakest part of the movie, where I think that Women Talking is the opposite. The writing is the best part of that movie. Sarah Polly deserved that award, and when they announced her name, I was really happy. And at this point, it was confirmed that Everything Everywhere All at Once was going to win Best Picture. If All Quiet doesn't win Best Adapted Screenplay, then it's not going to win Best Picture. If it won Best Adapted Screenplay, it would be a real nail-biter right until the end. But Women Talking won. Case closed for everything, everywhere, all at once. Best Sounds, Top Gun Maverick, predicted, deserved. Top Gun Maverick is 
an Academy Award winning movie. It deserved to be an Academy Award winning movie. After all, it did for the community and it brought people back into theaters. The box office went up because of it. It's just a huge impact that it had on the industry. It deserved some recognition, even though it got snubbed in some areas. People are saying that Tom Cruise didn't go to the ceremony because of the lack of nominations that the movie got, especially in the Best Actor category, people are saying. I like to believe that he's really not that petty, but I'm just really glad that Top Gun Maverick won an Academy Award. And I think that this also solidified everything, everywhere, all at once winning Best Picture, as the Academy didn't go for All Quiet, which would prove that they loved it even more than people thought. Best Original Song Natu Natu, the first song from an Indian movie to win. I predicted it, it deserved the win. I got to admit I was a little late to the RRR party. I just got to it a couple of weeks before the ceremony, but I absolutely loved the movie. And that song was stuck in my mind for a long, long time. It was beautiful to see them performing the, the song live at the ceremony. Everybody was standing up by the end of it. Just the love behind the movie and the song. It just makes you want to stand up and dance along with them. Best film editing, Paul Rogers for Everything Everywhere All at Once. It was cleaning everywhere as well. It won the Eddy. It solidified Everything Everywhere All at Once winning. In this category, the Academy, a lot of the times goes for the most editing, not the best editing. And everything, every role all at once has the most editing and maybe even possibly the best editing. So it made sense that it won the award. Best Director, The Daniels. They won the Critics' Choice, they lost the BAFTA, but then they won the GA and they were winning every Critics' Circle as well. The momentum was huge behind it. The love behind them was enormous. Steven Spielberg seemed like the one that could compete with them throughout awards season, but he didn't even get the BAFTA, and there was no obvious runner-up. The Daniels were just miles ahead of the other nominees. It was an easy prediction as well, and a deserved one, I would say. If Edward Berger was nominated in this category as well, I think that would have made it a little bit more competitive. But since he wasn't nominated, I think the Daniels were the clear winners. Then the final three categories, Best Lead Actor, Best Lead Actress, and Best Picture. I'll say I got Best Lead Actor and Best Lead Actress wrong. I predicted Austin Butler and Kate Blanchett. The winners were Brendan Fraser and Michelle Yeoh. I did predict everything everywhere all at once. That was an easy prediction. But I really thought, starting with Best Lead Actor, I really thought Austin Butler was going to win just because of the love that the Academy gave the movie he was in. Yet, in my heart, I wanted to believe that Brendan Fraser was going to win. I would vote for Brendan Fraser. I do think that Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser were the best of the five nominees. Austin Butler did 
grow on me all throughout awards season. I did start to appreciate his performance more and more throughout awards season, even though I did not like his movie at all. But again, Brendan Fraser had the career narrative behind him. Everyone knows his story as well. And even though throughout awards season it was kind of a toss-up, Brendan Fraser won Critics' Choice, but then lost Golden Globe and lost BAFTA. What this meant for me was that Brendan Fraser started with a lot of passion, but he was just losing momentum, while Austin Butler had the opposite. He was just gaining momentum, and the passion behind him was growing as well. Colin Farrell won the Golden Globe for musical or comedy. Everybody thought that he might get some momentum behind him, but it didn't go anywhere else than that. When I thought that the winner was decided then that Austin Butler was going to win, and if he won the SAG, it would be solidified and he would be the clear frontrunner, Brendan Fraser comes out of nowhere and wins the SAG, and it just makes it a 50-50 between Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. And I went with Austin Butler. I should have gone with a career narrative. I should have gone with my guts, but I got it wrong. Basically, that just was the same thing. The career narrative is so important. Kate Blanchett already has two Oscars. Michelle Yeoh doesn't have, I mean, she does have now, but she didn't have one. She would become the first Asian woman to win and only the second woman of color to win this award. She had the career narrative behind her. She had the passion behind her. I just thought that Kate Blanchett was the strongest nominee. I would have voted for Kate Blanchett, although she does have two Oscars, and I was happy to see Michelle Yeoh winning. But again, Kate Blanchett won the Critics' Choice, Michelle Yeoh won the Golden Globe, then Kate Blanchett won BAFTA. And then there was just this surge in momentum behind Michelle Yeoh, and she won SAG, and then she won the Indie Spirits, and... The momentum behind everything, everywhere, all at once, and Michelle Yeoh and the whole cast just blew up. This movie came out in March of last year, and it's so rare to see a movie survive so long as a frontrunner, but it just shows how strong and how many people love this movie. And then, finally, biggest award of the night, Best Picture. What can we even say? Everything, Everywhere, All at Once had 11 nominations. It won the Critics' Choice. It claimed up at the Indie Spirits. It won PGA. It beat the SAG record with four wins. Won at the Editing Guild, the Makeup Guild, Production Design and Set Designs Guild. I don't know what happened at BAFTA, only winning the Editing Award. But now it is estimated to be the most awarded film of all time. And it was the third film to win three acting Oscars and the first to win those awards and also Best Picture. It just broke all kinds of records. And people keep talking about Best Picture winners changing the industry. But I really think that this movie will change and has already started to change the industry. Who thought that an A24 independent movie with an Asian cast majority, would completely clean up and be the biggest frontrunner we've seen in the past years. A24 also became the first production company to win the six major awards, 
the four acting categories, best director and best picture as well. And when you come to think of it, it's never the biggest movie with the most known director behind it that's been winning best picture. It's this small independent movie with a lot of passion behind it that gains momentum and ends up surprising everybody. I think this year was a little bit harder to predict. I really think we take for granted what Dune did for us last year with those technical categories. I ended up with 17 correct predictions out of the 23 categories. I enjoyed predicting and I enjoyed the race in the acting categories especially. And even though Best Picture was a clear winner and I do like a surprise at the Oscars, this was a really fun award season and I'm already thinking about next year's award season and I think my next episode or one of my next episodes will be super early predictions for next year's Academy Awards. And can I just say that the moment when Harrison Ford calls out everything everywhere all at once as the winner for the best picture category and then Ki Hui Kwan goes up on stage and just starts hugging the heck out of Harrison Ford. That was just a wholesome moment and it was just really moving to see all of those incredible actors up there on stage. I really like celebrating movies and everyone involved in making movies. And I think it's a really special night that I have been watching for the last, I don't know how many years. And I already can't wait for next year's Oscars. I know I was late to the party, but I really wanted to talk about it because I didn't have the, I didn't have the chance to do it before. I'm still not quite sure what the frequency of these episodes will be. I will be trying to make them as regularly as I can. I haven't been as active as I wanted to in my Instagram page, Cinemans. I'm going to try to be more active now. I have been more active on Letterboxd, logging the movies that I've been seeing and doing short reviews as well. But I'm going to try to be more active on Instagram, Twitter, and I'm going to be trying to upload these episodes regularly. This was really fun. I really enjoyed recording this episode. I'll be figuring things out as I go along. If you're interested, if you would like to follow along, follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, on Letterboxd. Let me know what you think of this episode and your thoughts on this year's Oscars. And if you're ever in the mood for cinema, grab some popcorn and be sure to drop a follow on all audio streaming platforms. Thank you. Take care. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye.